All right. This is episode three of the Studio 17 podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, before we get into the episode, we just wanted to do a couple of announcements for you guys. Um, we are coming out with a playlist for the podcast. Basically, all the music that you've heard um, on the past three episodes so far, we're going to throw them up on a playlist for you guys. That includes the spotlight picks. That includes the music that we've played throughout the episodes. So look out for that within the next week or so. And then also I'm going to continue um, my personal playlist series and times drew look out for that to drop in the coming week as well basically just accumulating a bunch of music from q1 that i think uh is worthy of being put on a playlist basically so that'll be out soon as well that's going to be apple spotify as well as the studio 17 uh playlist so look out for those um i just wanted to also mention um we have timestamps on the episode descriptions so if you guys want to speed up to a topic or skip a certain topic, just look out for the timestamps and you can kind of scroll to where you want to start on the episode if you want to do that. Um, and yeah, other information you can also find in our episode description. So be sure to look out for that. Um, let me introduce the mics real quick. We've got Kui uh, from episode one here today. Moose is back. Here. Gabe, man in the boards again. And Dave. Uh, is joining us from the past two episodes as well. Hey. And, and today we're going to be talking about us. Um, we saw the movie Friday night, so just to give you guys, you know, initial thoughts, what we thought about the movie, um, storyline, maybe get into some hidden meanings. Um, it's a very layered movie, so have a good discussion about it. But before we get into that, um, we're going to be talking about Q1 albums that came out ones that we think are worth mentioning um, and uh, before we get into that subtopic we're going to start with our one thing um, and I guess I'll start my one thing that I'm looking th- one thing that I'm fucking with now I guess it's kind of two things which I'm sure I'm going to share with some of the other mics today the Nav album and the Rich the Kid album um, fucking with both of those right now and uh yeah, I'm sure I'll have them in rotation for the for the weeks uh, coming forward. So, quick, one thing present. Uh, Nav album for sure, and uh, March Madness. Uh, we just watched the Duke game. I think it's been a really good tourney. A lot of good games. Tech seems to be doing well. So, March Madness is my one thing. Something slight. Yeah, mine's mine's is the Rich the Kids album. Um, really good production and uh, quality album. Mix good mix of R&B and uh, hip hop music. So yeah. Yeah, mine was the same. Uh, Rich the Kid, um, The World Is Yours too. Uh, quality album so far. Yeah, these niggas stole mine. Rich the Kid's album <laughs> is fire. Yeah, I think he is finally gonna get. Well, actually, I don't think he's gonna get the credit he deserves, but he should. There's two albums in a row I really like from him. Yeah, and Gabe mentioned it, but the Rich the Kid album is called The World Is Yours 2, and the Nav album is called Bad Habits. Um, In case you guys are interested, the Nav album has some really good features. Um, Meek Mill, Lil Durk, um, Weekend popped in for a feature on that as well. That was a good feature. Um, feature. Who were some of the features on the Rich the Kid album? 
Miguel and Ty are on a song. That song is really good. He has, uh, he has Young Thug. Young Thug gonna, and, yeah. Um, that beat is offset, crazy. Big Sean, Ty Dolla Sign. I didn't like Big Sean's verse on that. He got Nav on the album, too. So That's true. I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't like Nav, but at the same time, there's a lot of respected people in the game who rock with him, and it's just funny. It's like, I trust their ears more than yours. I, I Yeah, I'm one of those people that uh, am... On both sides, I don't. I don't like his voice. Like literally, his voice. It's like sounds like a computer. It sounds like a. It sounds a like com- an adolescent computer. Yeah, if you were to like. If a computer could rap. Concoct. Yeah, if you were to like, create something in a laboratory, it would be. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, his voice is weird. Yeah, the Nav album also has a Young Thug feature, and that song is probably one of the best songs on the um, Nav album ever. No, 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 on the <laughs> Nav album. Um, I'm trying to get the name it, of the song. It's an ambitious beat choice. I really like the beat switch up too. Um, but oh yeah, the song is called Tussin, uh, featuring Young Thug. Thought it was a really, really good collaboration for them. I mean, I didn't know what a Nav and Young Thug song would sound like. I guess in 2019, but I think they did a really good job, especially Thug with that song. So definitely check it, out, check out those albums. And that takes us to our. Um, Quick, quick, quick question. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the line about Thug wanting to smash his aunt when he was a kid? Because he does say that. Oh yeah. In that song, it's yeah. kind of a wild. He line. said a lot of things. He said a lot of things. <laughs> Are you still want to fuck my auntie? Yeah, he. Whoa. <laughs> he does say that. Uh, yeah. How do we feel about that? That's crazy. What do you mean? What do you? What? What do you mean? How, 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 how do we feel about that? It's like, are we good? I, we all. I will be first on the record to say I am not. Okay. It's, like, it's like we've all had these feelings, right? It's like, whoa! I'm <laughs> trying to be wild and partial. No, nigga. It's just, I think, fuck I that. Um, God damn, damn it, Young Thug. I was saying this before we started the podcast. It's like hip hop. Young, very- Young Thug could say anything, and there's some people out there that'll be like, "Wow, legend." <laughs> hip hop is very. Uh, hip hop is very accepted, low key. Like people think it's kind of backwards in some of its ideas but it's accepting of people and thug can get away with that line no i well he can yeah in theory he's wearing dresses and whatnot not that yeah, that's, but that's not the same fucking <laughs> you know, is it? but like the rapper who wears dresses um buys the uh, buys the gucci blackface mask and wears it openly now in public because yeah, he, he, he's been doing that um that rapper you would expect to want to you know used to want to fuck his aunt Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying surprised that he yeah. Did yeah, he really yeah. wear it though? Yeah, he's been wearing it freely. Like he has the black one, the white one. He has it in different colors. That Gucci blackface mask. But if there was a rapper we let get away with that, it would be Young Thug. Yeah, and this thing is out there like visionary. Wow. But anyway, we're, yeah. How'd we get there? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting point though because it's like one of those things where. Thug is so weird that people are just like, all right, whatever, do your thing, I guess. But like, if Drake or Meek Mill had said that, it'd be like, whoa, <laughs> what? But it's imagine, like, imagine Meek, thug. Meek wearing yeah. the Gucci blackface mask. Oh no! <laughs> and doing prison reform and shit like that. That would be hilarious. Yo, Ti would be on his that, ass. That would be my brother. Oh man, that would be. Did you see that uh, vid- uh, clip of uh, Ti checking the guy that had the Gucci? That's exactly on. what he was saying in that video. Listen, my brother, you can't be doing this. You can't be wearing Gucci now. 
it's not the right time for this. Blah 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 blah. I look yeah. better than you. The guy was hella annoyed. I like Tia for that. Three month boycott. Man, that's that's really gonna change things. I mean, it's still uh, is that what he? Is that what he, is that what that's he wants. what he wants. Yeah, he mm-hmm. thinks he's gonna change the world with a three month Gucci boycott. I'm just imagining Ti like going state to state, finding niggas wearing Gucci and just being like, "Do you have a minute, my brother? Yeah, do you have Netflix a minute? We'll turn that into a show. We don't have. Ti, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be called? Oh God, check in with Ti. Check in with Ti. It'd be like a big word. And then, like, with T.I. Does he still have that show on whatever? Family, family him and, like, his seven kids? Him. I think so. Good for him. Yeah. Music's kind of slowed down for him, you know? Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, so, anyway, the lyric that Young Thug um, raps on that Nav song is, You look just like my rich auntie. She was the first person wearing blondie. I used to want to fuck my auntie. Um, and if you click on the description in Genius, uh, Mr. Kyle Andrews has <laughs> decided to propose or let us know what he thinks it's about. Thugger's feelings towards his auntie may have had an influence on his signature style. Thugger often cross-dresses and wears dresses and skirts, and this may be a result of his aunt, whom he yearned for a relationship with. Wearing the female clothing line, Blondie Apparel, or I'm just overanalyzing and he's just fucking weird as hell. Anyways, that's why we love Thugger, and he shouldn't change a thing. Uh-oh. So yeah, folks are just like, yo, let Thugger be Thugger. Yeah, that <laughs> his lyrics are harmless. That description was basically every annotation I did in high school of a, of a reading that we were given. Most rappers are too afraid to be that open. You know, J. Cole makes a song about his first experience called Whatever Wet Dreams, but would he admit to wanting to fuck, fuck his you know, family member? I don't think so. I'm just saying. You said who? J. Cole, oh, okay. that Wet Dream song. What was it called? Yeah, I think Wet it's called Wet Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. Where he's like, I ain't never did this before. Yeah, whatever. About losing his virginity. Right. Yeah, but this is way more open if you think about it. Like, we have to have be to honest. This is one of the most revealing things in hip hop history. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, you know, a man being vulnerable, vulnerable, you know, getting into his vulnerable bag and yeah, man. sharing. Sh- men need to share. At least, um, at least Young Thug shares with us, you know. Yeah, share. Um, you guys are Sh- sharing 2019. What it means for his aunt, I don't know, but he's getting feelings. <laughs> and also, it's like, is this the legitimate aunt? Like, a, like oh, a blonde, ooh, is it a black aunt? It's a good, yeah, yeah. Ah, like an auntie. Thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like aunt. true. Mm. Yeah. See, that changes we, things. We have to look at it from several sociopolitical <laughs> lenses. True. Who is Thug really talking about? Is it? detrimental for us to assume he's talking about his blood aunt you know this, mean, was, it, this wasn't even a topic it. this is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> why are really breaking this down yeah man deep dive into this one line about wanting to fuck your family member possible family Poss- member. true possible alleged right she could be the neighborhood Potential. auntie that and sounds disgusting <laughs> neighborhood auntie <laughs> Like, uh, what, what do you think, like, your mindset is to really just want to rap this line? Like, I feel like he was crying, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, when he wrote it, no, he doesn't write. When he freestyled right, this, like, right, just right. where his mind went. Yeah. And then, <laughs> into, into, into his child abuse bag, like, yo, what's wrong with you, and bro? His, his engineer was just, like, rocking, and then when he heard that line, he was like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Doug. I don't know if that's okay for this climate right now. Like, uh, 
just saw the Michael Jackson doc and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh shout out Young Thug man, keep doing you man. Just Speaking keep, of, keep being vulnerable. Speaking sharing, of Michael Jackson doc, sharing, uh, didn't uh Dinah Ross say something about Oh yeah, people have been talking up for him like Barbara Streisand. What what did Dinah Ross say exactly? <clears throat> Whatever she said, it sounded like an R. Kelly, R. Kelly song. What was the actual tweet? Yeah, the words. Hmm. It was like... Um, we could oh, find fuck. it. No, she said... Oh, um, something in... Oh. She trusts... It was, it was Barbara Streisand, not... Well, Diana Ross. They both did. No, Diana Ross said something. Barbara Streisand's was a little bit wilder. Oh, stop in the name of... <laughs> That's Diana Ross. <laughs> Yeah, that's what no, I said. Barbara Streisand said something crazy. Diana Ross said stop in the Diana name. Ross's was more along the line of like, that's my, like, I know, I knew that man, like, this Barbara Streisand's was wild. You should, you should, you should read. Anyway, the <coughs> point is, Diana Ross said stop in the name of love, and all I could think about is R. Kelly's song, Stop in the Name of Love. Okay, that was, yeah. So Diana Ross had tweeted, this is what's on my heart this morning. I believe and trust that Michael Jackson was and is a magnificent incredible force to me and to many others stop in the name of love all caps and then it's like all right i mean he can be both of those things like he can be magnificent and a fucking child abuser but okay um and then the barbara streisand i don't know where her, i guess she deleted her i think no i don't think it was a tweet i think it was oh like she oh, had like a whole or something she had a whole take on it she right it was a nasty take oh she believes the sexual allegations, but also said, "Oh yeah, she believes the sexual allegations made by Wade Robeson and James Safe Chuck, but also said the alleged abuse, quote, didn't kill them, and they seemed quote thrilled to be with Jackson at the time." Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, she she was oh, yeah. like, they this have. Is this is the one, right? You want yeah, to? they're both. <laughs> you can say molested in quotes. Like I'm imagining her doing air quotes. You can say molested, but those children, as you heard, say they were thrilled to be there. They both married and they both have children, so it didn't kill them. Whew. Well. Uh, really? Yeah. Thank you, Barbara, for your input. I blame, I guess, the parents who would allow their children to sleep with him. No. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Moving on. Yeah, she's about to be canceled. <laughs> just um, just because you get married, abuse in the past didn't matter. Right, like, like you don't have any emotional like yeah. problems because of that. Well, he shook that shit off. Like, whoa, that's not how it works. Yeah. Anyway, so she apologized though. Apparently, I think she needed to. She did. Yeah, it's on the apology. Q1 albums. Um, I mean, we talked about the Nav album and the Rich the Kid album. They're more on the new side, but we've been rocking with those. We talked about the Future album uh, on the first episode, and outside of that, um, I think we mentioned the Two Chains album. Rapper go to the league second episode were there any other albums that you guys thought from q1 needed to be mentioned or shouted out yeah when i get home oh salon job <coughs> yeah yeah how did you think it compared to has that been at the table yeah uh i i think it was similar in like sonically um i think a lot of repetition yeah it was uh, yeah i think it didn't it wasn't new it wasn't like a new sound from her um i think what we got from when uh when i get home was sort of like a continuation of actually oh no that yeah it's not it's like the same it's almost the same as um her last album so yeah do you think people were too quick to try to hate on it you think people were going out of their way to i mean people are always that way yeah but people loved the first one 
pretty much rave reviews, but this one, I feel like people wanted to kind of say that it wasn't anywhere near as good. Like, they rushed, and it's not as good. I felt that. I got that vibe from Twitter as well. Yeah, it's not as good. I wouldn't say so, but it's not a bad project at all. So it's, but like the way people made it seem, Mm -hmm. they wanted to jump to that conclusion and be first to be heard about it. It's weird. Perhaps. I don't think it was warranted. I think people were also on the opposite side where they were trying to like, you know, say that it was great. Come out and say, wow, this is, this is a great album. You know? Yeah. Two sides of one. I, I'd say uh, one album I want to highlight is the Eric Bellinger project. Oh, yeah. yeah. At Re- least it's Rebirth like... Rebirth Yeah. It's, um, it's like 20-something, 30 songs long, but the second half is songs he already released. So I guess it's just, you know, a streaming trick, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, whatever he's... But the A-side, basically, is a really good project. No, no skips, really, I think. Every song kind of hits yeah. in its own way. And I was surprised because Eric Bellinger's been kind of up and down for me the past couple years. Like, some of the, I feel like he's been kind of trying to be on, like, find a hit so bad, and it's kind of hurt some of the music. But this is a good, like, natural, just, you know, organic music making. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, it's definitely a good album. I, it was long. Yeah, but the A side is basically the real project. The, if you cut it off after, I forget the last, the name of the last song. But yeah, it's technically not really two, three hours, whatever the fuck it is in the album because music of, shit. because the second half is already released. Yeah, like that. I, I don't even have that. Half of it is like new. Yeah, I don't even have that second half saved. I mean, as, the whole thing was new to me because I don't really listen to him like that. Yeah, but I mean, if but if you're judging it as a project, I kind of only judge the A side as the project. True. What's the, at least for me? What's the oldest song? The oldest song that he released that's that made it to the album. Do you know? It's a couple. It's a couple songs that are a couple years old. I'm pretty sure. Like, the, like 2017, 2016 ish. What'd you say? The one with Wally. Yeah, like those have been that out. Earlier. What does he look like? Let me pull that. Maybe two years at least. <laughs> Is that wild ass Kind of changes his hair a lot, but he kind of changes. His hair. Not, his, not that he has long hair; he dyes his hair a lot. But he like thirty something. Like he needs to kind of. <laughs> like he's kind of reaching to get on, and I get it. Like I feel like he may. You know, you're an artist. You feel like you might be running out of time at any given moment, especially as an R and B singer. You know, you kind of have to be sexy to people and shit. You know. Age. Hey, did anybody ever listen to that August Alcina album? I was just about to ask if any of you guys peeped the August Alcina album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, was he was it? He's like mine. Listen to this. He's back, back. <laughs> oh, brother. I didn't know Twenty Four Hours put it on a project. Is yeah. that any good? I don't know. I like his Lucy's on yeah. SoundCloud. He's got a lot of good. Songs. I think you would want to put me onto his Lucy's. It's funny because he rebranded. He used to be Royce Rizzy. He used to go Is by Royce Rizzy. Is that it? I th- and I guess that wasn't hidden. Also, he's uh, made in T.O.'s brother. Oh, that's nice. Um, they have oh, a yeah. song together. I didn't know they were brothers. Yeah. That uh, February 26th, R. Kelly by R. Kelly never came out, I don't think. <laughs> Is that an dead. updated list? I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Just to the listeners, we're looking at a list of all the releases from 2019 so far. So, yeah. I don't think that's yeah, that definitely did. I, oh yeah, he was supposed to drop something. Then all these chart. Then oh. remember, he released a snippet of something, and 
Yeah, yeah I remember released, Twitter getting at him. He released an EP, I guess. Oh, th- it's been taken down, though. Jeez. Damn. Did we talk about how his forehead? <laughs> how his forehead? <laughs> <laughs> how his forehead was? Well, his hairline. It, it's. It, it, I, uh, I never really noticed how yeah how far back his hairline is has reached. I mean, he's fifty something. Is that our self topic? Huh? It's kind of what happens. Yeah, I guess. Um. All right. Let's get back to this list real quick. Um. I guess Kalani dropped an album. I was about to ask. T Pain. Did you listen to One Up? Queen? I listened to One Up. How, how do you guys feel about Kalani? One Up. Oh my bad. Go. One Up was just okay to me. I kind of feel bad. He had like three good songs, but a lot of it was very skippable. And I listened to it like once on a flight. So I listened to it back and forth throughout the entire flight. Then I listened to it on the way back again. I just couldn't get into it. The song with uh, Tory Lanez is on it, right? Yeah. That new song. I like yeah. that song. That's one of the good ones. That song is he good. only has like two other hits on there. True. True. Um, you asked Oh, you asked about Kalani? How do y'all feel? I tried to listen. To, well, I did listen to that album. I like the song with... It's the intro, I think. It might be with Music, music Soul Child, I think, is on oh, it. Oh. But there's something about, well, this isn't a bashing podcast, but I don't want to be, like, too critical over her because I'm still, like, on the fence. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know. What do you guys feel about her? <laughs> I mean, she has a couple songs I like, but that's off, like, older projects. I haven't really listened to any of her new stuff. I like that first album that she did that was on... SoundCloud, I yeah, think. I like that I, one. Too. Is that the one with the uh, the artwork has all the orange on it or pink or something? Yeah, the something that's a good album. Sound with "You Should Be Here." Yeah, I think it's called "You Should Be Here." Actually, oh no, while we wait, while we wait, yeah, "You Should Be Here" is no, a really I'm good tripping. record. Is that the one? It's hard for me to gauge how big she no, is as an artist. That's not it. That's okay. the one that just dropped. I think. Yeah, it's hard for me to gauge like you should her be fan here. base and you should be here. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good mixtape, but like at the same time, I'm not, I don't know. That was a really good mixtape. She, I don't listen to much. Do you check for her though? Not really. Like, you didn't listen no. to this uh, that no, album. I haven't but it didn't really make noise either. Like, yeah. I'll yeah. try to check something if it's making a lot of noise on. on I thought she was bigger than what I think because I looked at the sales. They weren't what I thought that. I don't know. I thought she was at a certain level, but you thought she was going to do more than she did. Yeah. The numbers. How did it do? Was it poor? I don't remember exactly. It was just lower than whatever I thought. I mean, we could look it up, but it was whatever. It was just lower than what I thought her fan base was because I know she's been in the press, you know, because uh, what is it? she's pregnant. I just thought it would do more. Pregnant albums usually do more, too. Yeah, 34. She only, yeah, sold 34,000 first week of her new album. I mean, I also say this because. I also say I haven't checked it out because it I don't think it was marketed at all. And she's on yeah. Atlantic, which is that's concerning. I mean, it seems like most of their marketing dollars are have been put towards Cardi and Bruno and niggas like that. Yeah, she has even had um, song with Black. I didn't hear anything about that. Don Kennedy, but I guess it's I mean, it's it, it seems to be more of an EP than a actual Oh, I guess it's a purchasable mixtape mix was how it was marketed, but I mean, I didn't see any promo. And she's a huge artist. That shit is on Spotify and Apple Music with everything else. I don't know what that means. It's 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 just a project. Yeah, it's just a project. I didn't, I didn't know this project it. existed until today when I was looking at the R&B section I'm, of that, Apple Music. That's what I'm saying. It was not marketed at all or like talked about. So, I don't know. Maybe I misjudged wait, how big she was. How was it? I don't want to be critical. Well, I naturally am. But it was like... 
I don't like her lyrics, I want to say. They're kind of cheesy. They're like too high schoolish. That's how I would... Uh, like, maybe if I was in high school, I would really like her. She'd be the one. I'd be like, she's mm. more fire than Beyonce, maybe. <laughs> if I was in high school, I could see how a high schooler could relate more to her lyrics than they could to, you know, a Rihanna or a Beyonce, somebody a little bit more mature. Word. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. It was... I don't know. I felt out of place listening to it. And I love... If you guys know, I like listening to mostly like female R and B singers, but her, it was just kind of I don't know, immaturish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know her fan base, but no, I, I can see it's like it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like high schoolers would enjoy Nav versus like adults like enjoying like Future. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like like male R and B singers are kind of more so adult oriented. You know what I mean? Hmm? But yeah, I don't know. So it's just kind of I don't know what she does, but anyway, yeah. Did y'all listen to Father of Four, the Offset album? Kind of. I think no, I really. got through. No, there, it's one of those things where there's gems, but it's not really like a good cohesive project. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't know if the Migos are ready at this point. I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't heard the Takeoff solo project. I've heard good things about it, but it's pretty good. Between the offset, was it like Rocket Project? Rocket, to the, moon? rocket. The, the last Rocket. The last rocket. <laughs> it was a good project. <laughs> rocket to the moon. Rocket. Um, obviously, I just remember the album art. That's what I was. It definitely like obviously <laughs> that was twenty eighteen or nineteen though. I think that might have been December. I think right? that was late December. Like December November. Mm-hmm. But between Quavo's solo project, which was trash, and Offset's <laughs> solo project, which is just oh, like okay, mad emphasis on the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It seems to stand true the theory that Takeoff is the best Migo. Yeah, it was definitely the best album out of the three. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else we want to. We already talked about Here's the Kid. Um, <laughs> Yellow Wolf. <laughs> what, what happened with him? Choose World? He said something. He said something. <laughs> Just, did something oh, yeah. He dissed, he dissed Post Malone yeah. and. Some other white rapper. Yeah, it's like nobody asked for that. Jeezy. Yeah. Where Where has Yellow Wolf been I the past it. ten years? We need more white on white. Yeah, just stay in a little playpen and beef with each other, and you know, MGK, Eminem. It's like nobody. Y'all, and then Yellow Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm for the segregation there. Like, it's funny. Post, do, do your thing. Post Malone like exposed him. Like he like took a screenshot of Yellow Wolf bigging him up on IG. And then he was like, this bonehead asked me for a feature. La man. <laughs> Yo, he said he's a nerd. Like Post Malone calling you a nerd on Twitter is... is yeah. you, you gotta just delete the song yeah, from the internet. You, uh, you little diss, you gotta delete it. If not, nah, Post Malone ever sent me like that. Yeah. Anybody calls you a nerd, it's a problem. But if Post, Post Malone calls you a nerd... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you gotta reevaluate life at that point. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I think that's. It. Did you guys listen to the Lil Pump album? I did not. A little bit. Of course. I, uh, the um. I wanted to. Lil no, Wayne no, I didn't. track. Oh the, yeah, the one with Lil Wayne. Oh, I heard that on the radio. Uh, yeah, Lil Wayne killed it on that track. I forget what it's called. Um, is that the one that was playing earlier, Quee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that on the radio. That? Like it reminded me of mm. old Lil Wayne. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a good and, verse. That yeah. was a good verse. That's literally the only reason. His part might have been trash, if I remember correctly. If Wait. that was a song, now nah, I'm talking about pump. Be like me. Oh yeah, I didn't like yeah. the the repetitiveness yeah, of yeah. of him. But I mean, I don't. That, that's typical. Pump, yeah, so. <laughs> but I really like the one little pump song. Uh, what's it called? Let's get it. Run in the group. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. that's his <laughs> one like that's fire. Drug, drug addicts is complete trash. Um, yeah, 
Rocks on Rocks is... The Butterfly Door song is okay. I love it as one of his better songs, but he's got a pretty repetitive formula. Like, he's not really... Songs are two minutes, two... And he kind of did popularize that with a lot of the new people. As far as the little young rappers, that's been a thing in R&B music with the short two-minute songs, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, but the little young rappers, he's definitely, I think, one of the pioneers of that. As far as getting that popping off of SoundCloud, and you know, when SoundCloud had its run, yeah, a couple Even years ago. We were talking about that earlier, though. How do you guys feel about two-minute songs? Depends. I don't. It depends. Yeah. How do you feel about two-minute I mean, songs? It could be a fire two minutes, I or it could be like trash two minutes. Yeah. But at the same time, I I get they, upset when I I'm listening to they be hitting like I don't know why twenty four seconds and then you just cut I, it off. Yeah, yeah. I generally there's like the only, song that's like over there's three only so much you can do though. That's like if you hear a song that's clearly unfinished, but for some reason the artists and the producers were like, "Fuck it, let's just leave it this short." It's like almost like a tease. Um, I don't know. And sometimes the producers will make the beats that short, and then the artists will just do their thing on it. And before you like, before they know it, like that's just a fire two minutes they've created, and they're not necessarily trying to mess it up or yeah. like make it longer right. just because it was never maybe even supposed to be a song. Because a lot of them are like interludes and mm-hmm. shit that you might just be freestyling on, and mm-hmm. you know, having your way with. But a lot of times those like free form interludes or free form freestyles where they're just like transitioning from one song to the next usually the those interludes are like the better songs a lot of times they're they're fire they're like usually fire <laughs> drake know? drake was smart because drake was one of the you know first people to start putting them together just he would just yeah. throw that shit on at the end of a song yeah. so like <laughs> i don't know it's yeah, smart but you know the five six minute songs it's yeah. a good idea no, Pump is smart because, I mean, I don't know how long a song has to be to be qualified for streaming purposes, like streaming revenue purposes. Like, I don't know if there's a minimum requirement. Probably not. He kind of underperformed, though. I think if you scroll up, he sold 48K. I feel like he was kind of seen as that guy for his generation. Yeah, yeah like, I feel like he's killing it for sure. 48k is still really good. I mean, it's not. High it's high okay, high, but, but it's, for Pump, I, I expected maybe at least 65. Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm kind of a numbers nerd when it comes to what I. Project. I think I think Juice World is that person for the kids. Definitely so. He he just sold 100k, and I I don't follow Juice World at all, and I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah, his numbers are crazy, and he passed Kendrick and Taylor Swift for wow. monthly listeners on Spotify. That's nuts. Juice World did, which is mm-hmm. nuts. He looks 37. I don't know why. 20 years old? That's crazy. Yeah, he's like the voice of them, like the young people. 165,000 for Juice World's album. Whoa. First week. That's crazy. He's, that's, he's, damn. He's like, that's very he's, good. Yeah, he's basically body, I mean, he's embodying the idea of like the, the bridge between hip hop and Did you guys listen uh, to that pop, album? You know? And like emo pop. Yeah, emo for pop, that, yeah. For the, yeah, for young people. But that's why, yeah, that's why he's so popular. Cause no, did anybody yeah. listen to it? I didn't. I'm not really, nah. like, I don't care for his music really. I've heard, like, there's a few I, songs, I, but <laughs> it just seems forced to me. But also, I'm not in high school, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brent Fayez is a producer on that album. He's just like, He's also like insanely sad and depressed and has like gone through so much lo- love loss and heartbreak for a nigga that just graduated high school. Yeah, he's it's 20. Like, shut up. I'm cold. <laughs> Allegedly. He's Why? 20. Allegedly. Why is uh, Nick Mira's name familiar? 
He produced. He produced. I don't, I don't, I don't. The yeah. the Sting inter interpolation. Yeah, I feel like they got sued for that. Yeah, I feel like his name came up recently. Apparently, he yeah got sued for all of it. He like he doesn't make money off that song. Sting is taking like eighty five percent or ninety. Uh, it might be more than that. And, okay, and it was Nick's song as he and should. Yeah. Uh, okay, and he's he was, he was on Twitter about it, right? Yeah, I think ranting, that's what I was, he was ranting on Twitter. That's what it. I saw. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's like nigga, you you used one of the most popular samples in like modern music. How did you not, you know, expect to get hit with this cease and desist or whatever happened? He's, Plagiarizer. Sting said he was going to send his grandkids through college with the money he was taking from just from that Nick song. Mirror. That's hilarious. Just from that song. Lex, good for him. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, you guys can check those albums out that we discussed. Um, there's obviously a lot more to come for the rest of the year, so we'll keep an eye on um, that. All right. Another thing about a dripper drown tune is a is a funny name. Like an album name. The what? <laughs> Dripper, album. Oh, Dripper Drown. Dripper Drown. Dripper Drown. Um, so, yeah, let's... I guess we can just get into the um, main topic. The Us movie review. What did you guys think as soon as you left the theater? Just, like, first thoughts that came to your mind after, the, after we saw the movie. I was a bit underwhelmed, to be honest. Good word. I mean, it's not like it was a bad movie or anything, but just the hype that was surrounding it, all these reviews saying the best horror movie of the year, best horror movie ever. Yeah. It was it was very underwhelming. Yeah, see, I, I went into it completely blind. Like, I didn't read any reviews. I didn't see any trailers or anything. And I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. And so I feel, like, a, I feel like because movie. I wasn't expecting anything of it, it was actually really good to me. Right. Um, and it, it, it left me kind of like questioning a lot of the things. Like I had to think back to what happened earlier in the movie. Um, I don't know. It, it left me thinking, you know. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. I had a completely different experience than every single one of you guys in here. I... Use your words. It smelled terrible <laughs> in the theater. So I had a... Like... I, it ruined the ex- entire experience. You know how like certain things when you're watching a movie or something, certain things will happen during the movie. Like okay, like uh, a baby is crying or something. Like that'll like you you'll miss a whole scene or something. Kill it. Yeah, for me, like it just smelled terrible and I completely lost like I I, I lost my bearings in the movie and like hmm. fuck yeah. I walked out of the movie and I was fucking depressed. <laughs> I think I have to go back and watch it again. Great analysis. Um, uh, well, Dove, Dove, did you <laughs> first thought, initial thoughts? Walking out of the theater, yeah. I was somewhat disappointed. Not because I thought it was a bad movie, but because I there's too much talk around certain movies that makes me not. That's why I don't watch movies that are hyped. Like I try not to watch them in theaters, but just because you know I'm supporting a black person, whatever, yada yada yada, <laughs> Jordan Peele, but. It it just wasn't what all the hype was making it out to be, and maybe that's my fault for listening because I try not try to avoid these types of movies and situations because I know I'll walk away somewhat disappointed. But yeah, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I left like I I left with a feeling of like there's more to be desired mm-hmm. from the film, and I think part of that is because of the hype. 
um, going into it. Um, I didn't have that same level of hype for Get Out just because it was his first movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it definitely deserved that Oscar that it won for Best Original Screenplay. But, uh, yeah, as far as this movie, left more to be desired. But, I mean, it was good. It, it was good. Like, it was very well put together. Right. But I think that's part um, of the problem, though. Yeah. The fact that Get Out was so successful and you enjoyed Get Out so much. It's just a prisoner to the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it might never live up to that hype. Yeah. That's true. Even though it's not a sequel. Exactly. But you just keep looking to the... Because we, yeah. so we actually yeah, like watched Get Out the night something before. something of it. Oh, you, you saw Get Out the night before? Yeah, and I, the, that experience I enjoyed more than the actual movie. Yeah. Do you think it's because it's so rare for a black filmmaker to have not just one successful film, but to make two, and he has added pressure, so we're all kind of putting this... I mean, we know he can meet certain expectations, not that like he needs any sort of you know leeway just because he's a black director. I mean, I get but that, but at Do the you same think time, that we're adding certain... Per- pressures that other filmmakers don't really have to deal with no i don't think so because or it's hard for anybody to follow up true i'm just you know yeah i mean it, being I devil's advocate yeah um so as far as like hidden meanings or um yeah by the way for the listeners we're gonna get into the story of the movie so spoiler alert spoiler alert and i'll also add that to the description so you see it before you click play on the new episode um as far as like hidden meanings go what did you guys think of this like the 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 story like in terms of it's the movie starts off talking about the tunnels like the tunnels in the u.s right and how they're abandoned or whatever and also with like the commercials that have like the the people holding their hands yeah the hands across america thing right and the duality of like your doppelganger killing you because they are like your they're your shadow or whatever right <laughs> but wait could we could wait let's stay on that uh holding hands thing because it didn't make any sense to me in the movie just having that considering how it ended i don't want to get into too many spoilers yeah i just didn't understand why it was there so what's he trying to like highlight i don't understand so i i was talking about this and and what seemed to make sense is that when the girl, you know, got stuck down there, I guess we don't care about spoilers right now. Yeah. Um, when she got stuck down there, that was all she knew at the time. You know what I mean? Like, that was all that she... I mean, she was, what, 10 or 11 or something mm-hmm. when she got brought down to the, the tunnels or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's all she knew was what she learned from, like, the commercials or whatever. And so it's not really, like, a, a complex thought Really, it's just all she knew at the time when she created this movement of all the people that were down there. And, like, she saw the commercials when she was young of people holding their hands across the globe. And that's kind of just, like, what she thought to make it. You know what I mean? That's all all she knew from the above-ground world. Right, yeah, because she was so young. Like, she she didn't, you know, think it through completely, and she didn't have, like, a full understanding. Yeah. And it didn't really, it wasn't supposed to mean much. Yeah, just but, a way of like having solidarity around something, right? Like, and in her mind, it was going to be a revolution. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. Because I, I left the theater thinking the same thing. Like, what are they doing? Okay, they they're holding their hands across the globe. Like, what is that going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that makes sense. Is because 
the person who started it was only 10 years old and they didn't really know what they were doing and know? and she was the only one of them that actually lived above Ex- ground exactly so mm-hmm. she like had an idea of like how to bring people together right she was the only person from them that could speak right and that which, could that could kind of create like, this movement yeah, yeah. Like, to, to like rebel having the experience of having lived above ground and not being a clone or i guess there were clones or copies or whatever right but she was actually not a clone yeah so she came into it having being a little smarter than everybody else right. and that's why she could talk but not well you right. know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. another thing that i didn't understand is like why she had that raspy voice you know like like so if her if the person that had been living regularly was the person that had been born a clone right since that's what like happened at the end and mm-hmm. she could talk normally mm-hmm. but then the person that was born normal that ended up in underground or whatever like had that raspy voice i didn't really understand like why that was the thing i just didn't, i just don't even understand why that her mission wasn't different if she was of like normal natural birth or whatever and she wasn't a clone wouldn't your mission be just to go back to your normal life not nah, to no. get revenge well yeah i think i you, you want to fuck shit up well also you have to understand that she was 10 years old you know yeah. like when yeah. she went down there yeah. so uh I think a lot of it also was like she saw everybody else that was down there and felt kind of bad for them. And so she felt like she had to create this revolution to like take over. I mean, it's still weird. I mean, there's definitely like kind of broken parts of the story. And she was the only one that could lead them because she was the only one with somewhat of a voice box. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure what the where the raspiness came from, but I guess yeah, that 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 just doesn't really make sense to me. Nobody down there spoke English, so she, I guess she just lost her ability to speak clearly over time. I just don't know. Be around dumb yeah, niggas too long. Being around the, <laughs> being around the the copies, <laughs> they were just grunting and like, like y'all hissing at each other. Y'all making me dumb. <laughs> How do you feel about it as a horror movie? Were you scared? Scared. I now. was. It was more of a thriller to yeah, me. Yeah, like I mean, suspense. it, had its, it, it had wasn't its really. Moments, it's being like, misrepresented as exactly, a horror movie, exactly. and they're they're buying into that narrative too. Um, that was gonna. Be, oh yeah, we're not doing that Bama of the. We're not doing the Bama of the week segment as normal. But just to mention the the writer's name is I think Nathan Braille of some like it's not even a big publication, but he said it's the greatest horror movie of all time and now they're using that in all their tweets it's in the commercial like that guy's quote as if he's Roger Ebert or so, you know you know what I mean like yeah. they're hyping yeah. up that one quote and kind of buying into that marketing strategy of Agreed. promoting it as that it's like, even in the down. interviews Jordan Peele's talking about his favorite horror movies growing up the influence they had I didn't see any of that influence in the movie I didn't it didn't translate for me what, it was a thriller, what, what, yeah. What movies did he say influenced him? He was talking about The Shining, um, Candyman. Um, Maybe it was just deeper stuff that you didn't ca- you don't catch. Right, the first that's story. what I'm saying. Maybe I'm missing something because that's not what I got at all. It's not like they had superhuman strength either. So it's not like the people were that scary. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, was, it was a little hype. It's hype, yeah. Just a little bit underwhelmed. A little um, hype. But yeah, I mean... It's still going to do numbers. In the same way... Set records. It already did. Yeah. Biggest horror movie. Biggest horror movie opening. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. 72 mil or something. For the weekend. Um, what was I going to say? 
in in that get out was there were like elements of it where you'd watch it a second time and you'd be like oh i missed that part or, or i missed that part right but it wasn't such a such a deep layered story where you didn't understand what was going on Agreed. you knew what was going Agreed. on and you caught most of the subtleties if not all exactly. but with this story it's like so much more to i feel like there's just so much more to it layer wise yeah there's, that's there's, up for interpretation yeah there's and there's a lot of foreshadowing yeah. like throughout the entire yeah film. Yeah. yeah i i went into the film trying to because of that perception of his films and stuff i went in trying to be overly observant and i that's guess it. now i'm just making this connection now if you realize like the very first opening when the little girl's watching the commercial on the tv if you notice the there's like a uh strut like a straw what i don't know what it's made out of straw whatever figure of somebody hanging from a noose like right above the tv mm. and it's literally within the first minute like when she's watching that commercial i don't know because i was looking at oh they want us to stare at the commercial i was looking at everything but the tv yeah I and i know that yeah. yeah and i saw that and I guess it goes into the not being able to talk sort of thing. Like, maybe they were, you know what I mean? Like, not having a voice. You yeah, get your yeah neck I feel like there's hung. a lot of things that you would catch if you watched it a second time. That yeah. you would be like, oh, shit, I, now I know why they, they place that there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, especially early mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but, yeah, just, like, foreshadowing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to watch it the second time. Yeah. Are you, I, I, are I, you I, really? You don't sound excited. No, I Hopefully need to. I, I, need to I, have, I have to. The smell was that bad. <laughs> it was. It, it was. Yeah, it fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> like your seat just smelled when you sat down. Yeah. Was it the seat or somebody like, it, like it was, you? I don't know. No, I think. I think it was just so many asses in that fucking <laughs> theater throughout the day that it just it it just got really bad. It was like, just soaked. That's my theory, but I, honestly, I, I don't. I don't know, I, and um, I don't. I don't like to think about it. Um, no traumatized. Low key. Um, we should have a viewing party when it. Uh, so, what, you guys, what did you guys think of the replay value? Like, would you would you watch it again? I, I would watch it again. I'd watch for, it with I would I, just yeah, because people are saying that oh you have to watch this movie so layered and whatnot. So I, guess. I, also, I, I would I, I would want to see like what kind of hints they give you earlier, just mm-hmm. to see if it kind of changes the story or Fair. like things that you didn't catch the first time. Dave, I, I, you you did say that it was it it bothered you that it was layered, right? Like he, he not, tried to do too much. Not bothered me that it was layered. Not that I you know I don't like I don't like dumb films, but at the same time I feel like he goes out of his way to add shit that will make you lose attention I, from the screen. Like yeah. if you're not catching yeah. this, and then it's like oh yo no y'all missed this because you didn't you didn't see that 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 uh, dude in. Uh, KKK mask running by in the I background. Agree, it's like what? Like that? Ha- it's it was like, unnecessary. Oh it's like, see y'all, y'all aren't in tuned enough. It's like, oh okay, my yeah. bad. I, sorry for sorry for paying attention to the film. So I felt like I felt like the guy with the the the, the Bible verse uh, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yeah, I was about to ask I, about I, that. I, I thought that was important, so I googled it while we were in the theater, okay. um, and literally it was like a vague uh, Bible Bible verse or passage. I don't know how to. About like what did say? It, I don't remember, but it, that's why I was I was so confused by it. It didn't offer any answer to really. Like, that's it was what like you something think. about. It was, yeah, no, obviously it does. If you if you, but I'm, what I'm saying is like you have to think. You're not in tune enough. You're not in tune enough. Did you, you have people to, you, who killed him and when he died and everything? Did you figure all that? He got out? killed by himself. Exactly. Wait, what? Wait, what? 
Who? The dude on the the dude with the Jeremiah eleven eleven, how he was in the ambulance yeah. when they were pulling oh, up. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, the little kid with the mask saw him in the sand from behind yeah. with the bloody hands. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. So yeah. so there was yeah. there was like yeah. nothing. Some marks on his head, right? Hmm? He had the marks on his forehead, right? You did, you just saw him from behind. At that point, but you could tell if you made the connection because the dude yeah. was all cut up. Yeah, he looked at the long hair, the the white, the silver hair, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's older now, but yeah, that was his. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dave. Did you have something from Reddit? Oh yeah. That goes into a friend theory. sent this. This is just a theory in all caps. Um. Should I read the whole thing? And fuck it, why not? TLDR? Yeah, we could we can read here. It's a podcast of readers. Okay, Jordan Pill has said before that Get Out was a social horror where the underlying theme of racial tensions is what drives the film. He said that he wants to do a whole series of these, and this is most likely the second. I've only seen the movie once, and I've been stewing about it for an hour. And this is just my opinion. But I think the underlying theme is poverty. The copies live underground, near or in the sewers. Red, I guess that's the Lupita's character. Yeah. Red mentions that they eat cold, raw rabbit. They don't have good quality of life. And everyone on the surface takes what they have for granted. Red would know since she once had these things. The copies are the impoverished, the lowest class. Then we have Adelaide's family. They have what appears to be a vacation home. But they also don't have top-of-the-line stuff. They remark that their friends have better boats, cars, etc. They have enough. They are the middle class. The friends are the upper class. They have the nicest home, newest technology, etc. But they all hate each other. They drink all day. They barely talk to one another. They're comfortable. That's why they die without a fight. The middle class fights because they're forced to. They're being challenged. <laughs> the lowest class fights because they have to. Something's got to give. It's not just one family. It's an entire population that needs to help each other out from one end of the nation to the other. The cherry on, uh, the cherry on top is Adelaide. She rose up from the lower class through devious means and fights tooth and nail to protect her rung on the totem pole. But she also sympathizes with the copied kids who die. She takes pity on them. She sees herself in them. They're just trying to do what she succeeded in. Whew! Had to get that out. I plan on going to see this again this weekend. I was driving home and all these puzzle pieces began to click together, but I'm going to continue perusing the thread to see what else I missed. Yeah, so, like, how people were saying... That sounds like a planted explanation by Jordan Peele's producers. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I mean, that's that's just me being (laughs) skeptical. But, I mean, nah, they, they made points, definitely. Like, how people were saying Get Out was a social commentary on race us is supposed to be a social commentary on class i see that um and so he was just talking about class and wealth disparity in a more nuanced and layered way with I, I see that, yeah. us stands for united states apparently in that the 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 cop the tethered um the copied people in that they live below everybody else they're minorities in a way they're not exposed to the same privileges that oh, we okay. are as above okay. ground people. Right. And their struggle is similar to like 
a lower class uprising type I see, shit. I see what you're saying, yeah. And that's where, like, the class battle, I guess, comes into play. Yeah. And do you think it has a deeper meaning, like, oh, we're all fighting with ourselves to reach these? Because I think they they made a point in kind of showing that their family was kind of, like... Different. Like, it wasn't... Different like, from other black families, kind of. Yeah, like, like I mean, as far as just kind of trying to assimilate into a certain type of culture. Yeah. Like, they tried to make that kind of clear with how they had a Winston Duke's character, you know, acting. Like, a, you know, how people would... Uh, stereotypically call it whitewashed or whatever bougie black guy yeah but and they and they i feel like purposely had him wear the howard uh sweater because i feel like can i say um, I, I might be overanalyzing this they, ha- they had him wearing the howard sweater because um they that was where he went to college because that's where he he you know he had always grown up around white people and howard was his introduction to black culture and yeah. whatnot and that's kind of his one thing he has on his belt like yeah i went to a black college and i had a black experience and but that's literally his only black experience and he really still is kind of overly consumed with white culture i i agree i think to an extent they made him wear the howard uh, uh sweater because he still wants to preserve his blackness yeah but like he's very much fortunate and a privileged black person and it's like but even though they are more privileged than the average black person, they're still not as privileged as this upper class white family who they're friends with, who clearly is more privileged than them. Yeah, and even how they had him talking to the when they, he initially saw the family in the driveway, how he kind of tried to put his black voice on, mm-hmm. and once he didn't, you know, once he saw them as a threat, yeah. like he tried to get hood, yeah, yeah, real quick, yeah. like, I, like, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I feel like, like there was some already, stuff that was a little bit too in your face. I mean, he, I guess a, he already has a British accent, right? That's his. Yeah, that there, you could tell his that. accent like British, so he's like he's trying to he's, <laughs> he's doing like the American accent, and then he's doing the like the like he tries to go like I don't know how would you how would you cl- uh, classify the voice that he was invoking like when he got really pissed off at the. Um, at the intruders, at the tethered people at, at his front. He was, yeah, he was trying to be... <laughs> like, like three like, different... Yeah, he's trying, to, he's trying to be hood, I guess. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you're stereotypical, whatever you would assume that to sound like. He's like a black... He's like an African immigrant who's just seen Belly. <laughs> and he, like, thinks this is what black people sound like. That was his... That was his uh, attempt at that. But, I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, I think you can kind of make the connection. And, like, us is could be United States and how we're always like scared of the other if you think about like the border wall debate Mm -hmm. like we're always scared of the other but we're actually our own worst enemies because of our insecurities um such as like when what's her name shorty cut her face the the shadow version of her cut her face because it's kind of like a replica of what she does in real life with the surgeries Remember that part where she was yeah. self mutilating? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. That's it, it translates uh, yeah. to actual plastic surgery. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I was wondering why that was significant. But she was just talking about on the beach. The real version of her was talking about how she got yeah her got something. something. So, oh, did you get something done? Like yeah. she said, you look like you did last year. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't age. In yeah. The, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I like Kate Moss and. You could tell they were struggling with the accents, though. The American accents. Lupita and Winston Duke. You could tell they weren't... Huh? They probably didn't get... Something Moss. Accent training. Like, they were limiting certain... Elizabeth Moss. uh, They were limiting certain lines that Lupita said. You could tell that they didn't want to give her too big of a script. 
because it would slip like the American accent wouldn't hit the same if she got too much. Her acting was incredible though. Like yeah. she really owned both of both I of like, the roles. Yeah, her, the yeah, they set it up. Role was fantastic. Uh, she was really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, niggas was creeped out. Yeah, she was very <laughs> creepy. I, the best. You were scene. scared? Are you still acting? No, 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 she was creepy. I wasn't scared throughout the movie. That's why I saw a horror movie. He said I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared though. I, I, it wasn't I, a horror movie. I, I mean, you were scared. But the best part of the entire movie was when they had that fight and then they had the drop. I got five on it. It was oh, yeah. best part of the entire movie. Yeah, good use of the soundtrack. Agreed. In the mo- throughout Agreed. the movie, I thought too. Um, I did pull up this um, hidden meanings video. We could watch like just a little bit of it. Um, but they kind of get into hidden meanings behind the movie. The terrifying follow up to Get Out after you leave the theater. Let's take a look at those last couple of scenes and unpack all of the hidden meanings and social commentary within them. The film's final act begins with Adelaide Wilson on the search for her lookalike, Red, who has disappeared with the Wilson's son. Interestingly enough, Adelaide seems to know exactly where to go. This house of mirrors, which we've seen in partial flashbacks throughout the film. Adelaide wandered into this funhouse when she was at the boardwalk as a kid, following a sign that read, Find Yourself. There, she encountered her double for the first time, and she was never quite the same afterwards. Now she's finally returning to the site of this traumatic experience. This time Adelaide goes deeper into the funhouse. An escalator then leads her further down the rabbit hole, into a strange hallway that's filled with more bunnies. They're the same rabbits we saw in the opening credits, but now they've been let out of their cages, and so have the tethered. The movie's opening titles told us that there are thousands of miles of tunnels running underneath the US. This presumably is one of those tunnels, where the tethered have lived underground all their lives. The climax of the film arrives when Adelaide finds Red and the two finally face off. The violence is intercut with flashbacks to both women as young ballerinas, one performing above ground and the other dancing down below. Finally, Adelaide gets the upper hand in their struggle. As she's in the midst of killing her double, we hear a lot of guttural sounds, the kind of sounds that the tethered used to communicate. <laughs> These low, strangled noises evoke a dark sewage or underground, like the space that the tethered inhabit. But at this point, we're not sure whether those noises are coming from Adelaide or Red. It seems like Adelaide is adopting some of the characteristics of the tethered. Red, in her last moments, begins whistling Itsy Bitsy Spider. The eerie melody brings us back yet again to that childhood scene inside the funhouse. When young Adelaide whistled that tune, and heard her double whistle it back at her. This time though, we're shown that flashback in its entirety, and now we know what really happened that night. Red had attacked Adelaide, dragged her underground, and handcuffed her to a bed so that she could then take Adelaide's place in the real world. That's why at the time, Adelaide's parents initially didn't recognize this disturbed, mute version of their daughter. No wonder fake Adelaide was terrified to return to that beach as an adult. She knew the entrance to the portal was there, and she didn't want to ever go back. There were other signs too, like when fake Adelaide wasn't quite snapping on beat. Also, those strange inflections in her speech. I think, I feel like it means like she's getting closer. 
Oh. It also explains why the first thing the real Adelaide did to her longtime imposter was handcuff her. Fake Adelaide remains handcuffed for the rest of the movie, until their final confrontation when she manages to break free. This can only happen when she's finally slain the real Adelaide, at the same bed where she first put her in cuffs. It makes sense then, that the real Adelaide was the only member of the Tether who could speak. We can see why they'd choose her as their leader. She had the strongest drive for revolution because she was determined to take back her life. The Tethered's revolt is foreshadowed by the references to Jeremiah 11.11 throughout the film. This Old Testament verse describes God's revenge on covenant breakers. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape, for I will not hear them in the time that they cry out to me. The Tethered have never had their voices heard by those above ground. Perhaps that's why, when they finally get their revenge, they attack the throats of their targets, right around the voice box. In the flashback, we also see the two identical girls switch t-shirts. Red puts on Adelaide's Thriller tee, which is one of a few Michael Jackson references in the film. Another is the single glove worn by each member of the Tethered. Peel said these Easter eggs were very much deliberate, as he considered MJ the patron saint of duality, which is one of the major themes addressed in Us. The shirt that Red gave Adelaide looked something like this. It read Hands Across America, another very 80s reference. Hands Across America was a charity benefit held in 1986, the year that the Adelaide Red switch is supposed to take place. The event called on six and a half million people to hold hands in a human chain stretching across the US. It lasted for 15 minutes, which is exactly how long it took for Red to switch places with Adelaide. At the beginning of the film, we saw young Adelaide captivated by a Hands Across America promo. Peel had stumbled upon this commercial on YouTube, and he found it cheerful yet disturbing. In other words, the perfect beginning to a horror movie. The whole PR campaign for Hands Across America had the optimistic veneer of the Reaganite era, despite the fact that America was in the midst of the Cold War at the time. This paradox made it a great vehicle for the themes of duality and performance that us sought to address. Yeah, so that was uh, thanks to Insider. They did some unpacking there um, regarding the ending, but they kind of touched on some of the stuff we already said. Um, the and clearly, the fake Adelaide is the mom of the current story, and she's doing shit that makes it that makes her son feel like she's not my real mom. But I'll accept it, I guess. Wait, he got the you. you got no, I mean, like this is real mom. I mean, it, she it's birthed real mom, him. but she's. No, but no, she's no. one. She of still them. birthed him. Yeah, she birthed him, but she's she, weird. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she, but she's not the same girl from when she was ten years old. Like, yeah. she's not human. She's not human. She's not. She's the tethered. Mm. Yeah, but you you got the sense that the son you you got the sense that the son was. Picking up on at yeah, the end of the movie, the way he, yeah, the way he was looking at her at the end of the movie, but that was it. No, 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 there was another point where she went. Remember when she was stabbing one of the twins? Yeah, he like walked in on her stabbing one of the twins, and she was like making weird clicking noises. Oh, right. And then he was like, when she went back in the house, yeah, to when get she the went keys, back in, yeah, I thought it was the daughter that came in after her. No, 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 no it, was it was the it was son, and he like kind of looked at her weird. That's not really messed Lucy up, yeah. Um, yeah, dog, I was. That's not, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there were signs of, and I guess the snapping thing was supposed to be a clue too. They um, said the inflections in her voice was because 
she's te- she's one of the tethered. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I mean, she was she, talking kind of weird though. I mean, she just that she's not American though. Like she, uh, <laughs> she's not American. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I feel like they they hyped on. I think that's the one critique I would have of that explanation. That like nigga, she that that's I mean, how she sounds when she tries fair, to sound American. Unless no I mean, it would make sense. It would make sense if they want to, you know, rationalize it that way. But okay, knowing that, I, I definitely I give her more credit. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. No. His his lead characters from his last two movies were all, um, were all what? were not American, except not for the girl, I guess, the girlfriend in Get Out. But yes. Daniel Kaluuya is where? Where is he from? Uganda and the UK. Yeah, and then and then uh, what's her name? Is from Kenya, right? What's her name? See her name. God damn it. Whoa. Jill. Lupita. Yeah, Lupita Nyongo. Isn't she? She's not a U.S. citizen at this point? Well, well, I don't know, but she is of Kenyan heritage. Why would she be? No, like, serious question. Damn. All right, maybe she's not. I mean, it, it, you don't get your citizenship just because you do a couple movies with Jordan Peele. No, no, I thought she'd she been. I thought she'd been in the U.S. No. I don't know. Uh, my point is, my point is, he got he got people, you know, of you know diverse backgrounds. Well, that was a critique that some folks had about uh, British black British actors um, that they're oh, like they're taking roles. our U.S. black roles. And I know Sam Samuel L. Jackson had a critique about that too. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, about Shut Daniel. Your old ass up. About Daniel Kaluuya. He's like, what does he know about the the American like the black American experience? Like, yeah. how can he embody that if he's is a he British wrong? person? I, okay, I guess I get to that. an extent. I didn't I, 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 I can see I, I, what he, why yeah. he would say that. Yeah, okay. See, I mean, when you, when you say that, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, it's like. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, relax, B. It's not, it's not that serious. You know? But, uh. Um. Yeah, so. Did you guys want anything to add before you get done with us? Can we see it again? Yeah. It's actually a perfect transition since we were talking about how people feel about people from other cultures speaking on or trying to, you know, comment on American issues. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, People from other countries trying to comment on American issues and or use their voice to embody something. But... uh, this Daniel Caesar topic is a good segue if we want to just get into that. Sure. Yeah, let's get into uh, uh but yeah, check out us and um <laughs> see for yourself. It's a very layered story. Um but yeah, moving on to our Bamas of the week. I guess we have two Daniel Caesar and Jess Hilarious and Dave just mentioned Daniel Caesar. Um He's Canadian. He's Canadian and um do you remember exactly what were the highlights of what he said? I know there's a video, but it's only about two minutes. He was on IG Live, drunk, talking. Allegedly, allegedly drunk. He, he said fake drunk. drunk. Like, who knows? Drunk. Yeah, liar. I saw a tweet that said every single time Daniel Caesar says he's drunk, I can tell he's sober. Exactly. Like liar. the more he says it, the more sober I think he is. Liar. Mm-hmm. Could be. Now he's trying to. You know, he's standing tall in his words. I saw like a two-minute clip of this. Yeah, I, I didn't like how he kept saying, um, like he he kept trying to reaffirm his points. Like I I believe what I believe. Yeah, blah, blah, it's blah, like blah. I'm not like, gonna apologize. Blah blah. blah. I mean, you want to play part of it? <laughs> oh yeah, basically he was saying like um, black people need to stop being so mean to white people. Like all right, and um, 
he was uh, standing up for what's her name as a canadian you can't speak on black people in america's feelings on white people yes jules uh so that's he's kind of talking out of turn kind of i mean very much so yeah he has blonde hair was he going for the (laughs) kanye look uh yeah i don't know i mean at this point if you have that haircut i just feel like any view you have on racial issues is going to be a, a problematic yeah especially after kanye did it um yeah basically i don't know you want to play it yeah i get but it's, it's five minutes oh should is there like a, we could probably find out does it have to play from youtube right now i can't tell this, uh, yo, start I is fine. Sure start is fine. i love you guys yo you guys oh, are listening and i love you guys so much but this, we're like talking about something serious, so I'm like, I don't want to talk about shows or like being, you know, like artist stuff. Why, as, I don't know which black people are in here, but I want you guys to talk up right now. Why, why do we, why do, why, why are we being so mean to Jules? Why are we being so mean to white people right now? That's a serious question. Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else? And when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that's not equality. I don't want to mm-hmm. be treated like I can't take a joke. Mm. I just went through that that the fucking Chappelle shit and I had to like in the moment acknowledge that I was being fucking sensitive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I need to be able to take a joke just like everybody else. That's what it is. People are allowed to say what the fuck they want. Whoa. He's not joking, though. Without con- without consequence? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's basically what he's saying. When he says shit like that, it makes me wonder how old he... How old is the guy? 23. He's old enough. He is old enough, but he's behaving like a 12-year-old. Yeah, he's 23, but... He's talking like he's 17, maybe. 24 in a couple weeks. He needs to... He needs some more perspective... Yes, he does. But he's Canadian, so. Wow. It's limited. Wow. What's so? Because he's Canadian, he doesn't. He just wouldn't know how. I mean, clearly, it seems that. I mean, I'm sure there are some more in tune Canadians that I obviously know he's talking out of his ass. But it's just, I don't know. He Not he's Canadian. Yet. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, he likes perspective, like you said. And it's, I'm allowed to feel how I want, but it's like, am I going to fight them or am I going to accept what they have to say and keep it fucking Oh, long? brother, this like, guy stinks! This is, I only treat people that I don't respect and don't think that they can take a joke. I think that they're less than me. Those are the only people that I... That I so black people. Say my honest opinion around. So black people. White people, have, I see what you're saying. White people have to mean to us in the <laughs> Looks past. like a damn peanut in this video. Like... <laughs> What are you gonna Peanut do about head. that? Tell me what you're gonna do about that. Oh, <laughs> all right. So what? What the fuck are you niggas gonna do? It's like, all right, bro. <laughs> Yo, I know, like, I know. I've been talking about people's hairlines a lot in this joint, in in this podcast. But it, what the fuck is this nigga's terrible <laughs> angle? This is the worst live angle I've ever seen. Jesus Christ! Also, imagine that. I com- mean, I'll cut up some slack there. It's obviously he, his black hair is just growing in from the blonde. I mean, he's, he has an okay hairline. I've seen his hairline before. Okay. Not here, not here, sir. Um, yeah, that excuse, like, yo, white people were mean to us. What are you gonna do? They were mean to us in the past. It's like, I mean, yeah. that hasn't like. Stopped. He said the only people I don't respect are people who can't take a joke. Right after saying that black people can't take a joke, so he wanted to say, 
you like you niggers need to get over shit. Like you right, know what I mean? Right. Like he wanted to say that, but he tried to uh, substitute his wording. Like we just heard you. Right. Fuck are you guys gonna do about it? It's like, all right, what? Also, like, I think he's from the Arctic Circle part of Canada. Like, not even from like Toronto. He's like or a from cool like, part. He's like from some. With, from he, he's behaving. Yeah, Newfoundland. Nunavut. Newfoundland. Nunavut. From an uncultured part. Uh, yeah, yeah. He likes yeah perspective and shit. All right. What else does he say here? There's no, there's no answer other than gaining understanding and keeping it moving. Huh? That's some biblical shit. Yo, is he tethered? You have to bridge the gap. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. I'm drunk as fuck right now. Okay? I, I don't. Oh, bro. oh brother. <laughs> I've seen it. Yo, I've, I've, as, as we are an independent company, Golden Child is an independent company. As an independent company, I, me and, and my dogs right here. Oh. We have the opportunity to empl- employ black people. Oh, man. We employ, we put so much money in black people's pockets. But also, we put money in white people's pockets. Yo, can you pause? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Bernie's like, I'm black as fuck. <laughs> I slept on park benches. I mean, I mean, you just ruined it. Jesus Christ. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, so, yeah calm down. Oh, God. Okay, so his, co- his, co-worker, his friend or whatever says, you have a pure soul. Your goal is love. <laughs> he knows he's fucking Just up. He's like, yo, th- this is a great guy, up, man. He's like, yo, y'all, y'all might think he's wilding, but this is a great guy. As this, this is also what happens when you have yes men surrounding you. All right. Um, as they're slurping on noodles that he paid for. Pause. <laughs> but come on, bro. Slurping yeah. on noodles. That Your goal is love, bro. We love you. It's also funny that he's like, oh, he put money in black people's pockets, and nobody at the table is black except him. It's like, all right. That guy next to him is beige. Oh, Oh, he's not really he black. Mixed. I don't know. He looks like a yeah, Tiger's yeah. cousin. So. He, he, looks, he looks like Cam. Who? Say what you guys want, but it's like I truly believe in what I'm saying right now. I don't think that being that being sensitive to the point of not letting someone else say what they want around you. And you can be fucking. You can be. You can be offended. That's fine. Tell them that they're a piece of shit. But it's like. <laughs> To not allow people to say what they want doesn't help you. Mm. You have to look, yo, are we winning right now as a culture? Or, or like, are we on top of the society? Mm. We're, we're not. And you can't you can't win the game by choosing to not accept the winning team's strategy. You have to acknowledge your strategy and then build a strategy on top of that. That will, that will, I am, look, I am black as fuck. Oh, here we go. I slept on a, far, a fucking park bench to get where I am right now. I was, I, I went oh, through it. Brother, this guy we stinks! Like that we don't have, in, like, that's not, being a victim doesn't get you paid. That's all I'm saying. And I just. Yeah, being a coon does. Just want us all to get paid. Tell, yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me to shut up. I believe like Steve what I'm Steve Harvey. I believe what? in what I'm saying. Remember what Steve Harvey said? Drunk as fuck. And about like he'd do anything to get he do anything for the check yeah oh, I, thought you, I thought you meant his actual voice I'm nah, like this this negro nah. sounds nothing like Steve Harvey no, no. people are freaking out right now but I'm 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 gonna say what I say because honestly it's all rooted I've said what I said before and y'all tried to cancel me and I I I, 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 I apologize like a bitch <laughs> and I believe in that shit because I think you guys are wrong and I think I'm right what and so I'm gonna say it <laughs> fucking you can cancel me 
I'm gonna put, I'm yo, I'm making music right now. I'll put it out. You guys don't have to listen to it. Cancel me. Make me broke. I. You guys made me rich the last time, and I appreciate you guys for that. Don't listen to my next shit if you think I'm shit. Huh? Don't. I will. I will go. It's okay. I'll move back under a rock. I don't need this. I believe in what I'm saying right now. This was. This should be case study one. It's just case study one, man. We're make like. What? I'm, this is so irrational right now, but I don't care. Put the Make me broke. Down. Make me suffer for my opinion. I believe in it. Did I, t- did I tell you guys? I, I'm fucking drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he even saying? Like, there shouldn't be consequences for niggas saying what they want to say. That's what he's saying. Dude, white people should be allowed to disrespect us. You can get offended. But let them say what they want. Because like, they're winning. They're worth more than us. And you just have to get like them. It's like, what? Okay. I, I mean, that's how you want to live. And, like, I was see, yo, I was, I saw that shit. I, honestly, even the, like, I'm going to keep it real. The Joe shit, like, it, like, it was, I was mad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was mad. The same way I was mad in the room with, with, with. But it's like, say what you want, bro. I, I believe we all be projecting all the time. Mm. And I think that Dave was projecting, and I think that Joe was projecting as well. Mm. Our own securities, that's what we, that's what, you can only, it's, this is fucking Einstein shit. The theory of relativity. You can only speak about what you, what you, what is, relates to you. Alright, shut your drunk ass up. That is the stupidest thing I've heard in a long time. Um, yeah, so that nigga's canceled. <laughs> um, you're not waiting for that uh, 40 and 2 What's that? Ain't that his, ain't that his shit? Freudian? Whatever A Freudian Freudian oh, yeah, Freud- What about it? Yeah, I don't know you wait, You're not waiting for Freudian. that part 2? Um, nah I might just illegally download I mean on the low, yeah <laughs> JK <laughs> I'm not telling anybody yeah. um, Allegedly yeah. um, that nigga. Do we want to get into the, the next Bam of the week or do you want to add anything about Daniel, <coughs> Dave? I think I'm good on Danny boy. Hmm. He needs to pick more diverse beats. <laughs> Made the same song nine times. And, and more diver- diverse friends and people to surround yeah. him um, yeah. with. Bleach is going to his diverse brain. Diverse ideas, yeah. <laughs> Bleach is going to his brain. He needs to cool out. Yo, guys, you know what? I want to... Can we get the applause track? Because I'm very proud of us for not clowning his teeth. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Very low hanging fruit, but we didn't go there. Oh, you're saying that we could have when we didn't? We definitely could have gone there and we didn't. You just went there. No, no, I'm saying we could have, though. You kind of just went there. No, well. By mentioning us not going there, you went there. Well, yes, I did. Yeah, in theory. Such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm I'm happy we didn't mention how ugly that nigga was. (laughs) That nigga's ugly as shit. And we could have, we could have completely went off on him, but it's like, all right. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dave, for uh, (laughs) that's funny for doing that. Can we just applaud ourselves for not mentioning his fucked up teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, we're great guys. That nigga's ugly as fuck. (laughs) It's like, yo, what? (laughs) You literally just did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Come on, Daniel Caesar. Get better, man. Uh, Just hilarious. Who? Mo- Moose, you wanna? Who's that? <laughs> hmm? Who's who's that? Just hilarious. Uh, hilarious. For those who don't know, she's an IG personality. I think she was on Wildin' Out for a couple seasons she recently. Was. 
with uh, Nick Cannon and the bunch. IG comedian. <laughs> Both oh, comedian. That's what. That's what she's funny. Okay. Okay. She's not hilarious. Didn't you bring her? <laughs> but huh? Didn't you bring her up? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I hadn't. I had no idea who she was. Like, oh, like I didn't know. I just heard her name and what she said. Yeah. But like, who is who she is? Like, why she's famous? Why she's why is why is why is Jess hilarious? Social social media. Comment. She comments on all the shade room posts. She's, she's always up there. Is she funny? Yeah. I mean, I could see why some people find humor in her. She's not my cup of coffee, but. <laughs> She she's not is. My cup of tea. She's okay. She's name? definitely confident. So she's I feel the like one confident. That, confidence and comedy is one of the most important <laughs> things. She's definitely confident in herself, and which is what got her in trouble. Well, she, was so, yeah. she was so confident in her her take here, and yeah. she didn't want to back down. And yeah, yeah, man, let's get into it. So yeah. she's the one that got the the um the seeks removed. Yeah, from the, the airplane. I mean, uh, she says that she wasn't the, the 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 cause of that happening, but when it happened, she had you know IG storied some people and like made a sound like oh my god, like whatever, and they all got called off the plane. Then they got called back on, and when they got called back on, the four uh, people with the turbans weren't on the pl- weren't on the plane anymore. And then she went on since people were killing her about that IG story, she went back on. And I guess we're about to show that her kind of doubling down, like, oh well, they weren't fucking on the plane when we, you know, we got back on. So was I wrong? Like somebody else must have, you know, maybe they did have. She was alluding to the fact that they had, like, they, like there was something fucked up with the situation, which is like you don't know one way or another. That's interesting. She had the power to get these people off the plane. I mean, she says she did. I mean, we could play what she says, but she says she didn't. Oh, okay. Well, but I thought she did at first, though. She it'd be a like, crazy coincidence that. I thought she did at first, though. I mean, that's nah. She said she didn't report it to anyone. She just posted the story. Uh-huh. One thing first, niggas know I'm never fucking racist, but I spotted racist. something. I pointed it out earlier. Spotted something. We got evacuated from our plane. We we were on the we were on the plane for like an hour, and um, did not get to pull off. Um, everybody was coming at me. Oh, you racist bitch. You fucked up. You bitch. You bitch. Because I pointed out four different people that I saw in the plane earlier. So when we had to evacuate with no reason at all, nobody said anything. We just had to evacuate. And I don't see the same four people that I fucking seen before. (laughs) Fucking people. Apologize, bitch. That's what you're Stop it. <laughs> you're so fucking scared, nigga. Because that's one thing I'm not. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared. Okay. Wi Fi acting up. Um, yeah, it might be. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please hang with us. We will be right back to your regularly scheduled programming. Can we chop that up? But you know, I thought I really thought she she. What? I really thought I thought she was. The reason why they got kicked off the plane. I mean, I mean nigga, that she's saying she's not, but maybe they were looking at social media. She's not obviously how the, the thing is. She like, didn't report if, it, so if, if TSA gets a tip, hey, these people are weird. Yeah, like they're not gonna say ah, they're just whatever, you know. Yeah, like they're gonna try to look into it more because they're not trying to be in trouble for it. So I feel like that was the reason. 
you know what I mean? Like she she said, "Hey, those people look weird," or whatever, whatever she said to. That's my point. Know. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Right. So if she did say that, then yeah, that's the problem. Uh, uh, that's where but she not said. to anyone. So she's saying, "How could it have been so me?" She, since I didn't report it, she just posted it on her IG story. But people are saying, oh, so, that so she didn't say it. She didn't like, report it to anyone. She was oh. trying to be funny. She was be making a bad joke and like, "Oh my god, like oh. look at those people." I'm scared because I, I thought she these, was saying she like reported it to like nah, a flight nah, attendant. Nah, or nah like it that. just so happens I that for whatever reason. They weren't on the plane when they had to evacuate and come back on. That, or she didn't see them or whatever. That She says they weren't on the plane. So, but that's why she doubled down because she's like, oh, see, something must have been up with them if they weren't on the plane when we came back on. And I didn't even really technically report them. Mm-hmm. I just posted a story, you know, but she was doubling down on the bad joke, the bad observation she made. So I like our version better. It's more spicy. I feel like that's what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like she actually said to a flight attendant, hey, like, what the fuck? People, I mean, they don't look right. Yeah, yeah. And that happens all the time, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. People just... They're like... Because even... Didn't she have another story where she was like, I I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't feel safe. Like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't care what y'all say. She did, yeah. Yeah. That was the first video, I think she... Right. She's like, I don't care what y'all say. Like, I felt uncomfortable. What are you going to say about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't care. If I feel uncomfortable, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that video. Would, right. Yeah, that so like that, that kind of, like, made the sense that, like, it seemed like she had said something to somebody. Right. About them. Yeah. And that's the reason why they were taken off the flight. Yeah. Barbecue Keisha. Mom, <laughs> well, I think we might have some technical difficulties. Well, before we move on. Uh, no, not really. She donated money, right? To, to who? Yeah. To whom? To yeah, she ended up backtracking. She said she's going to donate, I think, 15 or 10K to the families lost in that um, New Zealand massacre at the uh, mosque. Okay. Which is very kind of her, but... Because um, I think people, you know, killed her enough online where she kind of finally was like, I, yeah, I fucked up. Right, com- so at least she admits she was wrong, though. Yeah, because, I mean, comedians don't like apologizing, but it wasn't even funny. Like, it wasn't even a funny joke, so it's like, yo, just be- apologize for being a shitty person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She could have contributed to, like, some kind of Sikh organization or something. Right. right. Something a little more. She kind of fucked up the here, I think. I <laughs> think... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I obviously uh, submitting, you know, a donation to that uh, New Zealand tragedy was nice of her, but it didn't really absolve her of her mistake, you know? I mean, money doesn't absolve anyone of mistakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it shouldn't, but right. it does. But her intention here was kind of didn't really make sense because, like, it would have made more sense for her to, you know, to donate to Sikh, a Sikh organization because that's who she... Well, like Sikh awareness. Affected. That's who she. Yeah, that's not really because she was. She, they were Sikhs. They weren't. They weren't Muslims. Yeah, but I mean, she was. She did it with the intention because she doesn't fuck with what she thinks Muslims are about. Yeah. But she like, she just needs awareness in general on. Yeah. I guess brown people and just humans. True. Fair enough. Yeah. Jess is not hilarious. <laughs> Jess, I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I get it. She's just alright. But I'm. T- that was <laughs> way worse. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into our spotlight picks to wrap the show up. Um. I'll start. 
This is Chief Keef Petty off of his new album with uh, Zaytoven, Glotoven. That was Petty, Chief Keef. Uh, Kui, you want to introduce your pick? I uh, like that one. Good picture. Thanks. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my pick for the week is "Relax" by Abby Jasmine, featuring Taylor Bell. Abby Jasmine, relax.
was hard at first Giving up on the one that I love But you showed me your worth And I realized you weren't enough Now most of me like me Won't dedicate like me Got the same heart as me Yeah, got that good energy No matter how off you I am I'll never regret it Everything that you did It taught me a lesson Made me better So I do it That was Abby Jasmine. Relax. Uh, moves you want to introduce your spotlight pick? Yeah. Yo, that sounds like how I wanted Kalani's album to sound like. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> big shout out Abby Jasmine from New York. She's been killing it um, as a Twitter personality turned like good musician, apparently. So shout out to her. Uh, my spotlight pick is Kabi. Um, the song is Needed off his new album. And What's that shit called? Sorry? What's his album called? I don't even remember. Uh, oh. <laughs> B Cornerstone. Cobby. Need it. Three in the morning, girl. You need it. 
love you need it See, I know why you call At three in the morning, girl You need it I love you need That bird on the text, perfect off your lips, girl Kabi, you need it. Off the Cornerstone album. Spelled K-O-B-B-I-E. Shout out Nova, DC area. <laughs> uh Dav, you wanna get into Press your Press cancel one. Yeah, it's about to play the next one. Do you wanna get into your first I pick? think it's about to play something else? Mm-hmm. On the other Oh bet. My first I have two sleepers this week because I want to have two sleepers this week but this is real short it's called lux freestyle by nakala i believe she's from the uk nakala lux freestyle
that was Nakala. Nakala with uh, Lux Freestyle. She fire. She has an album that she dropped the end of last year called Girl. It's it's also a good little tape. You should check that out. I like the way it ended. I I was just saying, telling you the way that drop happened at the end. It reminds me of uh, I'm There by uh, Summer Walker. This song better. This song better. That song better. That song is good. I don't. This song is good as well. No disrespect, Summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's N A K A L A, Nakala. Uh, do you have your other pick? Yeah, my second song is Kara Marnie, "Lose My Love." Mm. Before we close out the show, let's get to our one thing's future. 
So one thing I'm looking forward to in the future is just more information about Google Stadia. Um, They came out with a product event announcement last week, and it looks like a gaming platform that's going to be exclusively on the cloud. And I'm just interested to see how they can make this work with 4K streaming and, you know, people not necessarily having the fastest internet around and how they're going to solve for cloud storage um, and integrate that with Google Chrome and um, Google Cloud and YouTube. Um, I'm curious as to see how that all plays out and how much the subscription is going to cost and if they're really going to be able to accomplish, you know, being the Netflix of games, which seems to be their their newest frontier. So that's what I got. Kui? Uh, I think uh, my one thing I'm looking forward to has to be maybe Kevin Hart's special that comes out April 2nd. Uh, let's see if the man still has the juice. Um, Dave doesn't think he's put out a... A good special. He's episode. too safe. Relax. Fuck Let's him. just wait and see. Just kidding. We'll see how it goes. Is he is he shorter than me? Relax. Nobody. I knows. hope so. Yeah. Nigga, are you five three? <laughs> All right. Moose. Yeah, I'm not. By the way, I'm actually six one. Uh, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm six one on Tinder. I am. I am looking forward to the return. Of one Jerron Anthony Brathwaite, known professionally as Party Next Door. Um, this man has been missing from all media, social and otherwise, since July of 2018. So it's been about nine, ten, seven, eight, nine Nigga months. Nigga can't do math. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But this man has been missing. <laughs> uh, no, but he's mis- he's been missing for a minute and... Um, I am looking forward to his return, possibly abruptly. I expect a an uh, a an abrupt album drop, um, just because I feel like that would make sense for his character. He's working on Rihanna's album. Right. I bet. Yeah, he's in the OVO sweatshop, um, but he'll be back soon, hopefully. Um, and that's I would want to be in Rihanna's sweatshop. I don't know about the OVO sweatshop, but if the if I had to be quiet to be in Rihanna's sweatshop, I'd be quiet. Just yeah. like he's being. Yeah. Would you Would you be in her sweatshop and not get paid? Would you? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Slave labor. Mm. And Rihanna's sweatshop. Yeah. I mean, I, I would too. Yeah. As long as there weren't any other niggas there, it's just me. <laughs> 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 just writing work, 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 work. <laughs> um. Dav, did you have a one thing future? I'm bad at this part. Uh, I don't. I don't really look forward to anything. Wow. All no bleak. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyone? Anyone else? Uh, anyone got two things? I mean, party literally. Yeah, bring back party next door. Um, find party 2019 search party for party find party yeah find party 2019 I hope he has a feature on that part uh, Drake if you're listening to this re- release him from the dungeon free, free party free him free party uh, he's a good guy he oh wait well. here's my theory on that actually I think um, this might be rude to him um, not really hot take really but uh, I, I think he gained weight right 
Oh, you think he's self-conscious? Yeah, I think he's self-conscious yeah. about it. He's trying to get his image back together, perhaps. That could be it. He does seem like he had weight problems, and he probably just was doing drugs and was losing weight, and then... Uh, yeah, I don't know about drugs, but he definitely... Maybe he tried to get weight. healthy, and then he gained the weight back? Yeah, there were images of him, like, he who, where he looked heavier than before. He looked like he... You know that picture of him from, like, 2008? Yeah. With, like, a photo shoot he had? He looked like that version of himself. And I think he, he was self-conscious. I think that's my theory. I remember he posted one of his last IG posts was like, niggas keep talking about how another man... Like, it's a really long... Go through oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember his that. His last post. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you keep talking about how another man's so skinny. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. So, I, he's definitely... That could probably play a part, yeah. 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 That's Wouldn't be theory. surprised. Yeah. Getting that, that summer body back. OVO, the OVO, uh, OVO body was that the Drake joint that Drake got o- OVO worked out. <laughs> the OVO workout. He Drake got, got plastic surgery no, for didn't. sure. No, he didn't. I, yeah, he sculpted. Oh, perhaps like his abs and shit. Yeah, I haven't seen them, but um, someone, Doctor Miami, true, went, went to town on him. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yo, so dead. Drake, don't send us a cease and desist. All right, well, I think that wraps up. I heard your little podcast. <laughs> Episode three. Yo, Doctor, you went to town. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Hey, don't uh, make me send Baka at your door. Can we not please? Oh yeah, it's not funny. Um, all right, y'all got scared. <laughs> got quiet yeah, real yeah, quick. The, the joke ends. <laughs> Don't play like that. <laughs> Baka, not nice. I am good. <laughs> I'm fucking good off that. All right. <laughs> uh, before we go, round of applause for Baka. Great guy. Uh, we don't want smoke. Uh, all right. Anything else to say before we close out? Oh, uh, update on Jesse Smollett or Juicy Smollett. <laughs> right. uh, it's slow for him. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, he's right. still in handcuffs. Nah, he's free. He's looking confident in court too. You, you saw those he's images. He's in mental. He's in mental shack shackles. Is what I meant. Damn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep. Hey, uh, us is out in theaters. Think about it. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of us out now, man. Uh, watch that shit. I guess. Peace. Jobless. <laughs>